CurioCast's Podcast Emporium. Gallop, 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 gallop! Go, horsey, go! Catch that ball! Honk. Welcome to Alphabet Flight, an encyclopedic Marvel journey where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper and with me today is the foppish Colin? Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> sure, I'm not sure, that's the wrong uh, uh, adjective, uh, but whatever. Colin uh, Turner, layabout air at your service. Uh, guess who we're talking about today? Who? High Evolutionary. Oh, man! I kind of dig the High Evolutionary. I, like, like, okay, so I kind of dig the High Evolutionary, but he's clearly, like, a villain that was supposed to be bigger than what he was, and he oh, clearly will never be. Oh, 100%, like, I remember, like, uh, I think there was, like, some, like, mid-2000s, maybe late-2000s comic, where they're like, yeah, look, it's the High Evolutionary! And you're kind of like, oh, um, okay, there are better villains now, guys. And also, that's not how evolution works, we know that now! We know that now! Well, I mean, you know what he did do, though? He founded a bunch of- he founded the Knights of Wondergore, which is basically a bunch of horses and cows and stuff, as knights. So that's cool. Uh, but his uh, his real name is Herbert Edgar Wineham. Oh boy, that's uh, that's quite the name. Oh, so let's say he had a job. What do you think his job is? Can can you say the name again? Herbert, Herbert Edgar Wineham. Wineham. Sorry. Wineham. Wineham. So that really sounds like like high school English teacher at a British like a British prep school English teacher or low tier butler. Uh well no, he's a geneticist. Uh he's literally the person whose only deal is he does genetics. Isn't that like half of the Marvel universe? For a long time it was. It's like um, it's like yes, we have a geneticist or a rugged or a rugged adventurer. Also, he has a really wonderful color scheme, which is oh. just uh, magenta and uh, the Colossus arm metal bands. Yeah, wow, that is that is a product of his time. At the same time, though, like I kind of like how stupidly simple it is. Yeah, it's like really simple while also being really over designed, which is basically just eighty Marvel design. Right. 80s. Which, like, I I dig. Because I can, like, totally imagine, like, a weirdly stupid over-designed 90s or, like, a, a, one of those, like, 2000s, like, you know, mid-2000s kind of costumes on him. And I'm just like, oh, Marvel, please don't do that to me. Yeah, like, he's clearly stuck in, like, the 70s and 80s. He was born in Manchester, England. Um, right. He does not have a wife or husband or person of... Uh, in a person of significance that romantic and whatever i said that real th weirdly he's single um he first showed up in thor 134 which is weird because i associate him mostly with x-men but that's because Chris 
Chris Claremont just took a bunch of stuff from other people and made them X-Men characters. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I, I know him mainly as, as, as an X-Men deal, because isn't he involved with, like, uh, Wanda and Quicksilver? Yep, depending on uh, what the editorial mandate is, um, Wanda and Quicksilver are either mutants or they're highly evolved people uh, for, that was taken from their gypsy mother, I mean, aka Roma mother, depending on what era you're talking about, and I'm talking about the 60s, so, uh, their gypsy mother, and uh, we're, like, evolutionized. Because we can't call them the M-word anymore. Until those rights revert. And anyway, uh, I think that the, uh, the Quicksilver from in the X-Men movies are, is actually pretty decent. And I think the, the Scarlet Witch in the Marvel movies is pretty decent too. So who cares? Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Partially because I have a huge crush on Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, it's hard not to. <laughs> you know who doesn't have a crush on Elizabeth Olsen? The High Evolutionary! I mean, is he is he even alive I, anymore? I don't know. I, unfortunately, I don't have the internet on my computer, so I can't <laughs> look at Comic Vine like I normally do. But he uh, was a student attending Oxford University in the 1930s who built a machine capable of accelerating genetic evolution of living organisms. You know, just as you do. Just as you do. Um, and then he tested it on a pet dog who managed to evolve into a creature who stood upright and had the intelligence of a chimpanzee. Whoa. Whoa, planet of the dog apes. Apparently this dog was killed by a hunter on accident. So that added tragedy to something that didn't need to be that tragic. <laughs> Except... But whatever, that's what comics do, I guess? I'm just, you know, I think it was for the best, because that dog ape was going to be alone in the world. He just needed to evolve another dog to the same place. Alright, but what if, like, uh, I just, you know, I I don't trust Marvel scientists enough to recreate processes. Yeah. Until they turn full-on evil. I think the most successful Marvel... Like, artificial beings or genetically altered beings would have to be Ultrons, probably? Yeah. After he left the university to build a research center where he could carry on his experiments without distraction, he was joined by a friend, Jonathan Drew. Or was it... Wait, 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 wait. Let me see who the last person is. Yes, we could make this a gay week if we want to put a lot of subtext in the stuff. Um... Uh, but he uh, was joined by a friend who was a roommate. By the way, those are all air quotes, if you couldn't hear the emphasis oh, on them. I, I, I could. <laughs> okay, who specialized in the study of anthropods. Oh, oh, he studied anthropods, didn't he? I mean, I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, it led to, it led to him making a site for his facility on Wondergore Mountain in Transia, a city near Yugoslavia where Drew's wife was born. One day we get my other, one of my other favorite characters, Jessica Drew! Yeah. Her, her, the, the, the most recent Spider-Woman series was actually, like, really good. 
unfortunately, the first three issues were drawn by Greg Land. But oh, whatever. yeah, I know. Just skip those, go into the rest, and you're like, oh, well, you know, I never knew I wanted Spider-Woman to be a mother. Uh, yeah, and the two men purchased a tract of land on the mountain and discovered a rich uranium deposit on their property, and they converted it into, into working capital in a matter of years. And they built a citadel of advanced scientific research. Um, so the Highlight Evolutionary worked on basically improving his genetic accelerator, while Drew studied spiders' natural immunological resistance to radiation. Hmm, I wonder if that's going to create another character, which was weirdly a spider, like a spider who was mutated into a woman until she died in her own series and they brought her back as just a woman who was bit by a spider. We already... <laughs> is, is, is that... That's that's Jess Drew, right? Just so, like... Jess, Jessica Drew... Yeah. ...originally was created by Hydra from a actual spider. Okay, because I know her her current origin is that, like, she was born, she got, like, super sick, like, she was, like, sick in the womb, so her dad injected spider DNA to be like, this will heal her up, and then she was born, and it was like, my daughter has spider powers! Yeah, uh, but, you know, that's uh, something we already talked about. Just listen to her, just, uh, Jessica Drew episode if you want to hear more about her really weird origin so whenever uh the high evolutionary subjects himself to his own machine machine he had the ability to accelerate his own intellectual capacity who enabled him to create even bigger machines and more discoveries whoa so when jessica drew was exposed to the uranium in the womb. Uh, they both tried to uh, save her. Um, and the young girl was then placed in cryogenic suspension. But her mother was attacked by a wolf-like beast. Gasp. Yeah. Gasp, gasp, gasp. Uh, and then Drew became uh, despondent. And he departed from Wondergore, leaving his daughter in the High Evolutionary's care. The heck, dude? Good, bad, dad, bad, bad, bad scientist dad. I was trying to make a joke. Uh, J Jesse, stop making jokes. Um, and then, uh, and then he started believing in more of the, uh, supernatural legends of the natives. And he devised a protective armor. And then accelerated domestic and wild animals into new men. With humanoid postural, postures and intelligence. Uh, the first pe first of his new men was Bova, a cow woman, and Porga, a cow, a pig man, and Tagar. Guess what? Guess what he is? What? A tiger man. Oh! I want him. I want to, I want to pet him. Oh, with the assistance of a ghost from a 16th century magician, Magnus. He trained the menagerie of all uh, of new men in the arts of chivalry and combat of the sixth century. And As then he do. founded of night uh, 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 the order of the Knights of Wondergore to protect his realm from native sorcerous foes. So he just has a bunch of 
animal knights. So, uh... Trained by a ghost. Trained by a ghost. <laughs> you know, the typical man of science army. Oh, wait, there's an evil cat maid named Tabor. What? Amazing. Okay, I need to... Okay, I kind of need to read more high evolutionary stuff. Uh, eventually, um, he deposited the knights on their own planet, called Wondergore 2, and released them from his service, and he built a small moon-like satellite and embarked on the most ambitious project of his life. A construction of a detailed replica of Earth, creating the world out of debris. Sorry, sorry, I need to say it the right way. The Debris of other worlds <laughs> um and asteroid belts and he positioned it in earth's orbit on the opposite side of the sun from the earth yeah the world was called counter or earth and he watched over it as its god and then like a lot of people went to like earth the two counter earth and like there's a bunch of real dumb bad late era Counter-Earth was a mess. Let's just say that. Um. Sorry, um, apparently the Beyonders and stuff were involved, which means it was a big complicated mess. Sounds about right. Uh, the Hulk just beat the crap out of him once. Oh, but apparently he, uh, devolved himself to the massive one, uh, one-celled organism. And as long as the armor contained, uh, but as long as the ar uh, evolutionary's armor contained the complete genetic information of it for its manufacture, the high evolutionary's condition was reversible. I, I don't get why you'd really ever want to be a one-celled organism, but... I mean, I guess when the Hulk is beating the ever-loving crap out of you, I guess you're just like, it's better not to be this big. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out late. Yep. Um, yeah, he's, uh, 6'2". He weighs 200 pounds with the armor, and he has brown eyes and hair. He's also white as sin. So. <laughs> I mean, with a name like that... I mean, he is from... he He's basically just from, like, Downton Abbey. <laughs> he possesses the strength of a normal human being, of a man his age. Wait and build, who engages in no regular exercise. So, he has a super-evolved brain. The High Evolutionary has committed the memory of all written knowledge known to man. You know, he has a super-evolved brain, that's just what happens. He's, he's theoretically one of the most brilliant theoreticians on Earth, but apparently he wasn't smart enough to know, hey, don't get beat up by the Hulk, but whatever. You know, he doesn't want to use his brain for good. He wants to use his brain to make animals super smart and play fantasy roleplay with them. He just wants to LARP with animals. That's why he did it. He just wanted to LARP, and no one else would LARP with him, so he just had to evolve animals. Um, he also has a lot of psionic powers. Their, their extent is unknown. So, you could clearly tell that they're just like, hey, th this guy's a big deal. And, uh, he's just not. So, I'm sorry, High Evolutionary. Oops. 
oops, we uh we put too many eggs in that basket. Yeah, I'm s- One day we'll get back to you. Yeah, well, I mean, sure, bring them back. Bring them back and actually make them threatening, but what are you going to do? Make a bunch of animal men and send it to me? Okay, cool. Oh. He's going to make a chicken person that will lay the eggs that he's going to put in that basket. He has metal pirate boots and pirate gloves, so I don't know if that's something... So I have to mention, I have to mention pirate gloves. So you see that? You know, he, yeah, no, he looks like, um, he looks like pre, pre MCU Iron Man, kind of, like, with those, like, the classic, like, tortoise shelly kind of Iron Man costume. Yeah, but he definitely has, like, he has metal pirate boots and pirate gloves. I have to mention that because, mm-hmm. like, normally they look very cloth. So, and, and and if if this podcast is known for anything, it's my extensive pointing out of pirate boots. Because um, <laughs> you could tell when a char- when a character was designed in the eighties, or their costume was designed in the eighties, by their pirate boots or pirate gloves. Oh my god, you're right! Yeah. <gasps> Amazing. Yeah, uh, hashtag stop making Captain America a Nazi and give him pirate boots again. Yo. Not my cap. My cap's a pirate. My cap's a pirate. Actually, you know what my cap is? <laughs> my cap is an old West time uh Lego man and the new Marvel uh, uh the Mar Lego Marvel superhero game that's coming out this November, which is the one game this year I'm actually looking forward to. So uh, <laughs> if you have uh the time and money, you should get the uh Lego Marvel superhero. Uh a game because it's amazing. Uh, you get to play as like some of the most obscure characters, and it actually has a really good story. And it's also a Lego game, so it's really just everything you need in a game. I mean, no Angela, no sale. It probably has Angela in it because it has over a hundred something characters, and some of it's like so obscure. I I have, I think, like, the first one they made, and I was surprised by some of the characters they put in there, and I was like, really? Abomination? Yeah. Abomination? You're trying to sell Abomination to kids? And I was like, yeah, no, makes sense to me. They have, like, Volstag. The, they have Volstag the Voluptuous, or whatever. They have Volstag? They have Volstag in it. What? Yeah. They have the Heroes 3 in it, which is something that no one who doesn't read co- Thor comics knows about. <laughs> They're barely in the movies. Well, I'm sold. So, like, I'm sold. Oh, get it. It's good. Okay. Uh, plugs. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Twitter, um, at kaiju underscore. Kaiju spelled K-Y-J-U-U. Uh, you can see me tweet about what wishes I would make on a monkey's paw. Um, and someone please answer the question, what happens if you wish for another's monkey paw with a monkey paw? Um, they give you another's monkey, another's monkey paw. Um, which is real correct grammar. Um, but it's a depleted one. Oh, whoa. Oh my god. That perfect. That's the answer. Exactly. Wow. See, see you see see you get the monkey so you get the monkey paw effect while also wasting a wish. Oh, it's perfect. Um, you can also see me, uh, detail my 3 a.m. trips to Denny's to be alone with my sins. Okay, well, if there's one place to be alone with your sins, it's Denny's. 
Um, well, speaking of, uh, plugs that I don't really want to say right now. So listen to the other things, uh, maybe after this week. You'll get there. Go to the Facebook page, uh, and look up CuraCast Podcast Emporium and join me there. And maybe give me some money on Patreon, which you can find in the link below. Um, bye. Bye.